I have assembled you infernal masses for... <coughs> Excuse me. Hey, welcome to Important Question, the damn podcast that's high on salvation. I am Gordon T. Highland, And I am Caleb, I guess, T. Ross, maybe? Sure. Yeah. Why don't we go with J. Ross for today? Oh, that's right. That's what Caleb my mom named me. Yes. You're right. Temptations are everywhere in this world, from apple orchards to Motown. Get it, the temptations? Uh, that's yeah, funny. right. I like that joke. The serpent, he's a wily one. And in exchange for your signature and a brief deferment of the eternal hellfire that later awaits you, you can have, well, I guess we're about to find out. A while back, we did an episode about selling out, and that was episode number 12, if you guys are keeping score at home. But those were pretty modest ones in comparison. This week, we want to ramp up the stakes and ask, what would you sell your soul to the devil for? And I ask you that, Caleb. Wow. I was not prepared for this, <laughs> except that we did talk about this beforehand. Yeah, it's so surprising. Right. I did. Yes. So I did have to do a little research, as I always do, because I like to find the uh, I like to find opportunities to really skew the question to my favor as much as possible. Yeah, that's what I do. So the deal with the devil, it's a very common motif in literature. Um, I believe it started with Faust, the old Faustian bargain, right? Uh, yeah. He sells his soul to... Uh, to be a learned, become a learned man. It's certainly the most prominent example. Definitely the most prominent. So, um, you know, and, and that sort of led me down a path of trying to find examples, other examples, literature, and even some in real life, which I'll touch on a little bit, of people who have, who have either sold their soul, as in the fictional sense, or claim to have sold their soul in real life. And what I found was that it all seems to be artists, musicians, scholars, all of these people who wish for something as... Uh, a means rather than an ends. That's kind so of bizarre, isn't it's it? It's very bizarre. Why not just wish for the the ultimate thing that you want? Uh, if if you say I want to be a a world famous musician, the reason for that is because you want a ton of money. Yeah. Just ask just ask for a ton of money. Like why would you even <laughs> Yeah. Not? Is that but does that make it feel more noble to you that the types of people maybe we're a little more sympathetic to the, these characters because of that. It's the type of person who they don't just ask for that that the end result. They they want the they want the uh, it's like when people people who pray Mm -hmm. They don't like to ask God just to, like, make the world better. They'll say something like, um, give me the strength strength to. Right. Absolutely. I think in a narrative format, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's, I think, why there are so many stories out there, so so much literature about this deal with the devil, because it is very compelling. It reveals a lot about the character, mm-hmm. uh, the type of person who would make the deal, first of all. We the can type sympathize of with them, talk I think, about. right? Absolutely. Um, in real life, though, you know, fuck, cut out the middleman. Just, give, <laughs> yeah, just right. give me the whatever it is the thing that I want. Just give that to me. I'm Why totally is it always that. a record contract? You just signed a deal with <laughs> yeah, the devil, yeah. and yet you want to enter into some other extended <laughs> like corollary bargain? And you think about it, People don't. I mean, the the the, the pursuit of the record contract has always been a, a trope, right? Mm-hmm. And in real life as well as fiction. But what most people don't understand, not in the music industry, is a record deal is just a bank loan. Is all that is, and <laughs> you're true. expected to pay all of that back. So someone's like, I got a two hundred fifty thousand dollar advance. Yeah, it's an advance. Yeah. And you're you're working towards that, and I, there's people like world famous bands that made two records and already five million dollars in debt to the record company. Yeah, but that's what I'm going to wish for. Not to mention that uh, releasing albums is such an indie thing. It very much would correlate to me if 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 the devil was like, you know, what do you want, Caleb? And I said, I want to have the biggest byline in the newspaper. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> then I'll show them. Yeah. Like, no, that's that's a stupid wish. These are meek characters who are, are wishing for something. It's always like the smaller person who wants something greater. That's true. I guess it's true. The, the, pers- the person in the, in, the, 
in the narratives, because they're the type of person to make a deal with the devil, they're the type of person who doesn't really understand the gravity of the situation and doesn't really have the the, the ability to see what it is that they could actually get out of it. You know, yeah. they're the type of person to wish for something so menial as a newspaper They're dreamers, right? They're dreamers, they're dreamers, but they're always terrible dreams. <laughs> they are. You know what it made me think of? There, I have several examples, but the first one that came to mind from your point was the movie Bamboozled. I don't know if you've seen that. It's, it's a Brendan Fraser movie, so I'd always think better if you hadn't seen it. <laughs> Encino Man is the only Brendan Fraser movie. Is there another one? <laughs> the one to rule them all. It, uh, he, the devil gives him like seven wishes or something. And the devil is Liz Hurley, by the way. Super sexy. I do remember that now. Now that you've said that. And if, if that were the person tempting me, I might kind of screw up my wishes too. But the point I was going to make is he was always fucking up his wishes because they don't, Partly because they don't uh, ask for the the final result, but mainly because they're not specific enough. And she always, the devil in in Hurley form, <laughs> always found loopholes. Like he, he he wouldn't say, you know, like for example, he would say like I I want to live forever. Well, as a result of his hubris. He ends up murdering someone, spends a, li- a lifetime in prison, which then becomes an eternity in prison because he can mm-hmm. never be killed, right? <laughs> that kind of stuff. That was not in the movie, I don't think. But the, yeah, the, the, uh, the Faustian bargain fictional pieces have always been riddled with these loopholes that come back to bite the people in the end. Well, if, 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 the, if the devil can use loopholes, then I think I should too, which makes me ask, can I choose non-material things as what I'm getting for my soul? So could I say, I want everlasting life in exchange for my soul – Therefore, negating the fear of hell. Oh. Now, I know in your case, the guy ends up going to prison. Right. I will just lead a very good life. Monastic life. Yeah. Yeah. So take that, devil. Yeah. Now I'm a monk. <laughs> oh, gosh. Can I say Can I say no thanks? Like, <laughs> in this no case. No one ever does. Yeah. What, what if the devil, he revealed himself and he was like, I will give you whatever you want for your soul. Well, one, I now know the devil exists for a fact. Oh, God. So spiritually... I know something that is probably important. Yes. And I could just say, no, I'm cool. Like, no, go thanks. To, go to someone else. I'm it's, cool it's, with it that. becomes a short film at that point. <laughs> He's already revealed himself, <laughs> which is that that's all I would really need out of the deal is that proof. Because I think that's part of it is that Faustian, the Faustian bargain is very in- interesting to me because it, above all, it, it proves the existence of a, a devil like deity, which I would assume probably a more of a Christian type devil. So it also proves the existence it of proves God. The existence of God at yeah. the same time, and so that knowledge alone is really enough to blow my mind. Yeah, like, you know, I've had enough. Thanks, th- <laughs> thanks for hanging out. It's been good. Yeah, it's like it, when I do these podcast episodes. I am in. I am in the presence of pure evil, and I know that. How dare you? <laughs> you know what? You're not getting your soul back. Oh. It does always seem to be musicians and creative types. Um, I know my for myself the things that I would not ask for, for sure, are that proverbial fiddle made of gold, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because a golden fiddle is not – that is fid- gold is not known as a tone wood, mm-hmm. as people who play instruments. Not even known as a wood. No, no, no. right. Good, thank I'm, you for if, clarifying if for my, non-musicians. If my chemistry is correct. It is. And in metal, uh, violin, or fiddle for the country folk who are listening, I, what's the difference? Are they f- different? No. I didn't think so. A violin and a fiddle. Yeah. It, it's whether you're playing country music or classical music, okay. I think is the distinction. Um, also, let's see. What else could I ask for? I thought I've seen the movie Crossroads, right? Ralph Macchio. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've seen that. The opportunity to cut heads in a guitar duel with Steve Vai—that would be pretty cool. Except the problem with that would, would mean me dying twice, because <laughs> I would definitely be on the um, mm-hmm. losing end of that bargain. Mm-hmm. But I would like to try. Yeah, 
I, I want to go back to the Christian thing, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Word, a phrase that Caleb has never uttered before, ever. <laughs> it's true. And, you know, not being the non-religious person that I am, I'm sort of forced to reconsider some things about my life uh, because now I have to go to church. And that right. sucks. So could I wish – could I trade my soul for church to not be boring? You know, that way I'm okay because, again, Christianity has proven true at this in this instance. You would be doing the world a favor. That's an altruistic I'm wish. kind of a martyr. You've said that before, and it's more, never more true than now. It's never more now, true than now. more than ever, Caleb J. Ross. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. So saith me. So, you are welcome. Oh <laughs> Is that a gosh. quote in the Bible? Does Jesus I say that? Know. You're welcome. <laughs> Period. That's, that's Period. the 13th it's, book of... Uh, it's the red text in the Bible. <laughs> You're yeah. welcome, people. Yeah, I've seen the Microsoft Word uh, markup version. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that's the red text version. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some musical folks who have been reputed to sell them their souls to the devil. Mm-hmm. Robert Johnson yep. is the one everybody thinks of. The blues man who went down to the crossroads and even wrote a song about it, mm-hmm. made famous by Eric Clapton and or The Cream in the 60s. Member of the 27 Club, which I think has yes. a devilly kind of connotation. It does. All those people live fast. Live, they should all get together fast. and play in a band. That's what I think. All of those people who die at 27. There's a terrible song about that by the Everly Brothers, I think. Yeah, if there's a rock and roll heaven, you know they have a hell of a band or something. Wait, no, that's about heaven, though. That's no fun. Bob Dylan claimed to... Uh, Is that not, true? Uh, that's a new one to me. He claimed to have, have sold his soul, but he's also the type of storyteller that would say something like that to news reporters just because... Yeah, cool did, was say. part of the devil's uh, um, stipulation that he changed his last name from Zimmerman to something less Jewy. <laughs> was his name really Robert Zimmerman? It's, it's Zimmerman. I don't know if it's Robert or not, but yeah, well, Bob, his last name is Zimmerman. That's... Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? The, the, the devil's really, maybe not, he's not evil. He's just a good PR guy. Maybe. Yeah. He's solid his career advice there. Well, in like, in like a good PR person, do you think the devil is somewhat selective? Like, do you think he maybe gets to choose which souls he goes after? Like, oh, that's fascinating. Or do you think it's just handed down to him from on high? Is like, the value of one soul more than another? Possibly. Possibly. Is in, he ever, in Hades. Has he ever been, has he ever passed up a willing trade? So like, you know, some, some person, some sick person comes up to the devil and is like, Satan, Satan, I... I'd trade my soul for a cure for this seeping infection here on my dick. And Satan is like, oh, God, oh, get that. Ew. No, just go to a doctor. Right. Jesus. No, I mean, I mean, Christ. Satan uh, or whoever somebody. I'm supposed to pray to. Just yeah. not. I don't want to look at that. Yeah. So, yeah. Different what if souls. he's a prude? What if Satan's a prude? He could be. I mean, he was an angel at one point, right? If you believe in yeah, biblical, yeah. he was just—he was an angel that flew too close to the sun, right? That no, that was Icarus. Oh, damn it! That makes me think that also that there could be maybe some alternatives to, you know, what could you talk the devil into wheeling and dealing for in lieu of your soul? Oh, right. Maybe you know some things that that uh, okay, maybe you know what he really wants. He wants to get into heaven. If you could use that to your advantage, his mm. ultimate end game is to get back into heaven into God's graces or overthrow heaven god in heaven so if there was a like some loophole some like kevin smith dogma-esque loophole by which you could get him back in heaven that would you know remove you i think he'd be down with that um you could be a spy for heaven like our spy for the devil heaven? in heaven why not sure yeah that way you get kind of the best of both worlds being a double agent yeah you could be the bond of the afterlife I'm sure Jesus would know about that, though, right? I mean, God and Jesus, they seem to know lots of stuff. They do, yeah. If they know when you're masturbating on yeah. Earth, you like to think that they could spot a double agent in their midst. 
Yeah, I don't know if I want him to spot me doing this. (laughs) We talked about this idea of him maybe favoring certain types of souls over others. And I think something that I could tempt him with, if you will, if I had the ability to do that, would be, you know, to avoid an afterlife, an eternal Mm -hmm. sentence sentence of damnation, is maybe I could take, as I could offer possession of my mortal body in a position of influence. See, that, that'd be way better. It's bigger than one man. So, for example, we, there, there's talk of the Antichrist mm-hmm. be, having a position of power and influence, and that's why he's so evil. But, like, I could become president, for example. And when you think about it, a four-year presidential term is definitely preferable to mm-hmm. eternity and damnation. I wouldn't want to be a president forever. Just the idea that I could turn more other people into his favor, I think he he would. Yeah, you're just kind of you're really just kind of like on the sly trying to get people to convert to a dark. You're path. sort of a recruitment agent for him, really. Yeah. It's like you're you're trying to pyramid scheme the devil. <laughs> I'll go get three other people. How about that? You yeah, let yeah. me out of this in ten years, and I'll get I'll keep soul. I'll get, I'll keep hell stocked with fresh souls for you. But knowing that you did that, would you then morally be allowed into heaven after that? Wouldn't you ultimately get to a, da- a place of damnation anyway? I think I've been trying not to think about that. Yeah, <laughs> some of these deeds would be like null and void by the time you get up to that's the public gates. Would that's that's an interesting concept because would making a any deal with the devil, even one that you think is going to favor yourself or not or get you out of hell, wouldn't that ultimately nullify you against getting to heaven? So if you're Catholic, let's say you might be stuck in a limbo at best. Yes. If you're any other denomination in Christianity, you're basically it's heaven or hell. You're not in heaven. You made a deal with the devil, for Christ's sake. Right. I you're believe that's be... in the fine print of your birth certificate. <laughs> Depending on where way, you're born, Way, down there, yeah. In Texas and yeah. uh, Alabama yeah. and Mississippi. Yeah. That's, and that's possibly right. Florida. I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> no one reads in Florida. We no. have no idea. Right, yeah. The <laughs> jury's out. Our friend Michael Paul Gonzalez, an author from Los Angeles, he's written a couple of novels, Miss Masker's Guide to Murder and Vengeance. As well as Angel Falls, we wanted to bring him on because Angel Falls is quite the the epic tome, uh, taking a satirical slant on a lot of uh, biblical uh, lore. And so being an expert in all things Luciferian, we thought we'd get his take on this topic today. Mike? The old saying is, be careful what you wish for. There's a lot of stuff you could ask for in exchange for your soul to make your life better. Robert Johnson famously gained guitar skills. Faust was feared for his alchemy and magic. And Donald Trump appears poised to gain the Republican nomination. So what do you ask for? Charisma? A larger package? Money? I want to read my dog's mind. Sure, it might not be worth eternal damnation, but he's up to something and I want to know what. I want world peace. Not the good kind of world peace. I'm talking post-nuclear apocalypse peace. Nice and quiet. Just me and the radioactive fallout. No more arguments about body shaming and racial politics. We'd all just be one big happy family of mutated green-skinned blob monsters. I want the ability to turn invisible. And maybe fly. I guess I'd have to sell my soul to Stan Lee for that. It all comes down to getting free stuff for something that you don't quite believe in or understand. What's a soul? What are we? Why are we? Let me appeal to your better side. After a while, no matter what you ask for, it's going to get really old, right? A non-stop parade of beautiful women, fast cars, high-dollar homes, and exotic adventures, and at what price? I mean, what do you do when you've spent all you want to spend? When you've been all you could be and banged all you can bang? What I'm saying is, I'd like to find out. Satan, if you're listening, call me. I want that stuff, all of it. As for Gordon and Caleb selling their souls... 
I guess we'll trade stories when I see them in hell. (laughs) All right, Michael, I'll buy you a beer down in the ninth circle. That's Michael Paul Gonzalez, author of Angel Falls and Miss Masker's Guide to Murder and Vengeance. Let's get back into this, Caleb. All right. What maybe are some lesser known pacts? Because the the main question here is, what would you sell your soul to the devil for? And I know some things I certainly could, you know, maybe, I don't know, the, the ability to get a suntan. As a pale Irish kid. Right? Why not just, again, back to our original point, why not just wish for a suntan? Right. I know. This is the stupid shit that he's last for. Milk that never goes bad, right? Am I right? God. Seinfeld, could you please leave? Okay. <laughs> what is the deal with eternal damnation? <laughs> you could you could get a trade your soul for a really great deal on a muffler. How about that? You'd have to really think very poorly about your soul. But then again, it also speaks to the position that you're in when you make that deal. Yes. Does the devil prey upon the weak, the people who are destitute already, who see things like a new muffler as the end of their problems? Yes. I can't afford food for my family, let alone this new muffler, to go to my job to get more money. If only I had this muffler fixed, my life would be, the problem would be solved. And then, that's when the devil appears on your shoulder, right? At that moment of your worst. <laughs> I've got a Meineke punch card. <laughs> your name on it, Caleb That's J. Ross. just Gary, the Meineke dealer yeah. who broke into your house. He likes to wear a red costume. He's Call got some Halloween cops. horns and a tail left over and a pitchfork. Yeah, he, he well, he's, he's a creepy guy. Should we move on to this week's sponsor? I think we should. It's probably not Meineke, I don't think, right? That would require incred- incredible satanic foresight on my part yeah. <laughs> sorry Mikey, if it, if it is you yeah no our sponsor this week is johan's vanishing ink that's a new one whether you're a shyster lawyer or a prescribing doctor fed up with a patient's drug-seeking behavior or just suffer from embarrassing dis dils embarrassing dyslexia make a clean getaway with our bottles fresh squeezed from impotent arctic squid also inquire about some open positions via HR in our extraction department. That's Johans, the Luddite's undo button. For novelty purposes only, not legally unbinding in the 48 contiguous states. <laughs> I know you guys couldn't hear it out there, but I laughed way harder than I should when he purposefully missed up dyslexia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, bringing this episode to a close, we want to remind you to please leave some comments on our Facebook page. Keep the discussion going. We might mention your comment in a future episode. Please subscribe. Hit us up on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spreaker, and the like. And also, you can see us individually on Twitter. I'm at Gordon Highland. I'm at Caleb J. Ross. Find our website, importantquestionpodcast.com. We've recently spiffed it up with some new features, given a little facelift, added some space for advertisers. I think you'll really enjoy it. I thought in keeping with the spirit of this episode, I could debut a new song for my upcoming album, which comes out in, um, I don't know, we'll say early September for now. I'm not really sure. The devil has not told me when. (laughs) So I guess what we've learned today is that what I would sell my soul for is a little promotional airtime. This song is called Hell's House Band. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you dig it. And until next week, Thank you.